Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Liberated Woman podcast. I'm your host, Shanee. I'm a rebirthing breathwork facilitator, ancestral healer, and spiritual guide, and it's my life's mission to support women just like you on your path to spiritual awakening and feel safe in doing so. This podcast is for you to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your consciousness, and reclaim the truth of who you really are. If you know that you are ready for more and want to stop playing small and take radical responsibility for your healing, expansion, and liberation so that you can live your life in your highest pleasure, you've come to the right space. Each episode, you will receive a deepening of your feminine wisdom so that you can be reminded of the magic and power that already lives in you. Let's dive in. So welcome back to another episode of The Liberated Women. I'm really excited as today I am joined by a guest, Gemma. Gemma is an energy alignment coach, a quantum healer for leaders of the new paradigm who are making a difference using their sensitivities as superpowers. She's passionate about using positive psychology, energy work, and the quantum to become authentic and flourishing. Welcome, Gemma. Thank you, Shanice. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Do you want to explain a little bit about what um, a quantum healer is or what you mean by leaders of the new paradigm for those listeners who are maybe unfamiliar with this kind of language? Yeah. So leaders of the new paradigm, I imagine if you are a leader of the new paradigm, you're probably here listening. Um, And this is all about that the world has shifted and the world is in the in the process of shifting and there are those of us who have come to the planet to lead the way um so this is about walking the untrodden path you know going first i I talk about this it's almost a bit like you know a pathway through the woods the first time we walk it it might be a bit clunky there might be some you know weeds and twigs and branches in our way um but we are walking that path for others to follow and, and to lead the way and show that there is something different so you'll resonate with being a leader of the new paradigm if you're watching or listening um if you've always felt a little bit like weird or different or like the black sheep of the family I know I certainly did and that is for a reason that is because you are here to do big things and you're here to do things in a way um that has not been done before but we're all here together as leaders doing this together yeah Um, but it can feel it can feel like a bit of an alone journey um and that is because you are a leader because you're here to lead the way others yeah, I love that explanation. I think your your version of that is just my my way of saying the cycle breakers or, you know, the ones that have come here at this time to break the chains and to stop the patterns and to change the narrative and to rewrite the script. And um, there's so many women out there right now who are doing this work and men too, but obviously this podcast is specifically aimed um, at women to become more liberated in their lives. And part of that might be stepping into some kind of leadership And it doesn't necessarily mean um, leadership, I guess, in the sense of someone in power or in authority in that kind of way that we might see leadership. But someone who is, as you said, like taking the untrodden path or leading the way for a new way of being, a new life, a new paradigm, as we've called it, um, as this world is constantly shifting and changing and the narrative and the, the, the patriarchal systems are crumbling and I think more and more women are awakening to that fact. Yeah, definitely. I love that way you brought that to life there in your own words as well, Shani. Yeah. 
Yeah. So today's episode, we really wanted to dive into um, how to align your energy as you are awakening and as you're awakening into your feminine. Um, Obviously, your spiritual awakening and your feminine awakening may not be the same thing, but there might be aspects of your spiritual awakening that lead you to a feminine awakening, that lead you to understanding the energies of the masculine and the feminine understanding where you might be living in your wounded energy and as you awaken you you obviously start to be more open in your energy field and as you're more open in your energy field there will be other energies that come into your space that may not necessarily serve you as you are awakening so we kind of want to speak into that today don't we we do, yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of maybe ask you about your journey and, and what led you to this awareness and your awakening journey. Yeah. So um, I think for a lot of us, I was very curious and very excited. Um, I was going through like a really like tough time on like a human level when I was awakening. I had quite extreme anxiety. I started to like feel everything. I was working in London a lot at the time. And it was very like, it was very chaotic. It was very like, whoa. But at the same time, there was this excitement and this curiosity about like what I was feeling and what I was going through. Um, and having this awareness that, you know, there's there's more out there that I can connect with. And that curiosity was really what led me into that path. And there is that phrase in there, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> and I think maybe I was a little bit too curious and I was really looking for answers. So I was like, right, I need to know more. Like, what is out there? Like, what can I communicate with? Um, And I actually went quite naively into that journey. And this is why I think it's really important to speak about it, especially those that are awakening, um, you know, in their early days of awakening. Um, I, you know, I went into it and I was like looking for the answers and I was looking for someone to help me. I was looking for like mentors, teachers, like gurus um, to tell me the answers. And what I actually then did was put that power outside of myself, um, both with um, on a human level. So I was like, right, this person is more advanced than me. So they're going to have all the answers and they're going to tell me how to meditate or tell me how to connect in and what I need to do. Um, and I gave that power away energetically as well. So when I actually went went into to like meditate and connect in, I think because I was so, and I hear this a lot, like so curious about, oh, like what's in there? What can I connect with? Um, I opened myself up to things that um, I now know I should not have opened myself up to. Mm. Um, so that's really, and before all that, I studied positive psychology um, and like unknown to me, I was actually creating some really like grounded roots for my kind of spiritual tree to grow. Um, so unknown to me. So even though I was kind of going through this chaos and like looking for answers, um, by having that positive psychology element in my life, like in my habits, in my morning routine, that helped keep me really grounded. Um, but I was still kind of going through this chaos at the same time. So I now like to kind of bring that positive psychology in with the with the energy um, and spread awareness about this because and I see it happening everywhere like mm-hmm. with um with women awakening and then going right I need to find someone that's going to tell me the answers actually all those answers are within you yeah um, you don't need someone to tell you the answers you have your own way of connecting in um and you only want to be connecting to source energy and not only that but as you're getting more 
more and more like in tune with your gifts you start to feel everything and I you know I went on this journey of like not even being able to go to the supermarket because the energy was just so intense um I couldn't like couldn't ground it enough I couldn't transmute it enough and I had to sort of have that I think lockdown was a bit of a blessing in a, in a way because it gave me the opportunity to actually like detach and give myself the chance to like transmute all this energy that was coming in and was coming through so um so where I'm at now is um and this is you asked me the question about quantum healing and I didn't didn't answer that earlier I just realized um this was how I found quantum healing um because it was like what can I do about all of these this like barrage of energy that's like I feel like is constantly hitting me and I'm feeling everything I'm feeling everyone I'm going to certain places and I'm picking up energy there and um like what can I do and I tried all sorts of different things like protecting myself creating a bubble around me that never worked and that I now understand is because I'm here to transmute the energy rather than like block it it has to come through me but I obviously then have to be really careful about um about how much I'm letting you know how much I'm letting in and through and really take care of myself like maximum um and yeah that was when I found quantum healing because I found it's the only thing that could clear um energy that I'd picked up but also um past traumas conditioning um, past lives, things that um, were actually creating my sensitivities in, um, like in this life, in this present moment, um, that I could clear off, and um, and it's the only thing that I found that actually specifically names all the energies in your um, in your field, in your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, tells you where those energies are and what caused them, so you can clear them out, and that that for me is really the, like the truth of what spiritual development is and alignment is it's not about let's connect to more it's let's clear and when we clear we become that clear channel our gifts naturally come online mm. so we're not we're not looking at trying to achieve like building our spiritual gifts we're just focused on clearing clearing working on ourselves and then it naturally comes online I feel like yeah. that's the truth that we don't see so that's a long answer to that's yeah. kind of been my journey to this place yeah thank you for sharing that there's a few things in there that I wanted to pick out from what you said um yeah going back to the beginning of your story when it's exciting and you know when when you start to awaken and those of you that are listening might resonate with this it's like you want it all right and I remember my my awakening journey as well you first you start with the crystals and then you want the tarot cards and then you don't really understand anything about tarot but you don't really realize that it's probably darker than it actually looks yeah. on the outside and then you want the oracle cards and then you want the reiki and then you want the this and the that and the this and the that and it's all kind of like you want it all because you're excited and you don't know where to turn. And you mentioned about outsourcing your power. And that's something that I speak about a lot. Um, in our wounded feminine, we tend to look outside of ourselves. I, I did a podcast episode about it where, where I um, related it to Rapunzel in the tower, kind of waiting for someone to come and save her. And you mentioned, you know, someone to tell me what to do, how to meditate, what to do and how to be. And... I think you're right about this idea of clearing out so that you can become the channel and the vessel for what wants to come through and knowing that you have the discernment to only call through benevolent 
benevolent energies into your being. It's something that I talk about a lot um, in the breathwork sessions as well. I know you came and had a, a breathwork yeah, session. Amazing. With me. Yeah, and it was like that clearing out, right? And you had quite a, quite a, a deep purge, <laughs> clear out post the session, um, which I guess led on to other things mm-hmm. or understandings for you. And I always like you said about this kind of path and maybe there's twigs and there's leaves you mentioned it at the beginning I kind of I I use the same sort of analogy but with a garden and the weeds and you know if we don't clear out the weeds from the roots whether that's conditioning from this lifetime past lives whether that is beliefs and stories we're holding on to or vows or curses that we took in other realms and dimensions and lifetimes we're here now to clear that and the more that you're able to clear that as you said the clearer your vessel the clearer your channel the lighter you become and the easier it is for you to actually access your truth right the truth of who you are but for a person who is at the beginning of their awakening journey for a woman who is on their journey to becoming more liberated to awakening their feminine to awakening their spirituality um what advice could you perhaps give them around understanding if energy that comes into their field is theirs or isn't theirs to connect with? Because, you know, something that we come up with a lot as we awaken is this idea of false light. And for those of you that don't know what we mean by false light, you know, not everything in your spiritual awakening and not everyone in your spiritual awakening is there to serve you. Not everyone has your highest and your best interests at heart. There are the the more that you start to shine your light and clear yourself and shine your your brightness. Unfortunately, the more that happens, the more the darkness will come in and try and sabotage that because we know that there's always the darkness. You know, it's in every fairy tale. It's in every story. We know the darkness always wants to come in and try and take over um, and have that power. And it's it's hard to know when you're awakening what that false light might be um, and how to discern that and how to know if the energy is yours or isn't yours to carry, you know, in a context that's practical. You mentioned the supermarket. I feel the same. I hate going into the supermarkets. Even now I can do it, but I just hate it because I feel the dense energy in the space and it feels dead to me the food feels dead the people in there feel dead the energy feels so dead that I just I struggle to be in that space but like you I'm at a where I have that protection and I have the power to be able to go in there do the thing and leave even Mm. though I don't like it whereas you mentioned part of your journey um you know, that it was too much, it was overwhelming. So yeah, just kind of giving the listeners a bit of advice about how they can as they're awakening if the energy is theirs or not. Yeah, great question. So I think there's a couple of things. The thing I would start with is your body truth. So if you're listening to this and you don't know what your body truth is, just think about a decision that you made that was the right decision. So the one I always go back to on this is when I got through to TEDx. So when I got that email through that said, you've made it through, my whole body lifted and it was like, woo, (laughs) like it was a lift of my energy. 
And I knew in that moment that that was the right decision, that I'd made the right decision to apply. Because actually at the time, this was when my anxiety was like really like coming in. I was like, oh, should I do this? Should I not? Um, so when that came in, so I always go back to that feeling because that's probably like quite a big thing. Um, so I would encourage you to look back on where did you make a decision that was the right one? And how does that make your, your body feel when you think about that? And then where is a decision that you made that wasn't the right one? And how does that make your body feel? Um, so you can do that with um, you can do that with like past feeling to help you understand. So for me, it's like a lifting. It's an expansion. Usually we find it's an expansion or a contraction. Mm. If we're not sure, um, grab yourself a pendulum. Those listening, I'm holding a pendulum um, and ask your pendulum to show you. Yes. OK, this is yes. Pendulum, show me no. Okay. And you can then, you can then um, judge your gut, sorry, test your gut response against the pendulum. So if the pendulum says yes, and you think, no, I actually feel like it's a no, you, we can use, we can use it as a, to test ourselves as well, mm -hmm. or flip a coin. So the first thing is body truth, because then what we can do is we can use this with everything. And I use this with my, my clients, my quantum alignment program, like, once we've got that core element in place, we can pull on that. So like I can then ask my body, right body, um, did I pick up some dense energy in the supermarket today that I need to clear, right body, yes. So, you know, yes, no, we can get that response or pendulum, yes, no. Um, so firstly, that, that helps our discernment and our truth. And the more we practice that, the more we will build up those that kind of knowing and that that truth and then therefore be able to set a boundary where needed um and then the second thing i want to say is about triggers so sometimes um the energy is um is yours in the way that it is triggering something in you so if you're getting if it's just like a mm, went to the supermarket and now I feel a bit tired like um, me and my partner call this like eyeball drain, <laughs> like where you, you get back and your eyes feel tired, like so we've taken in too much energy through the eyes. So if it's just like a bit of eyeball drain, if it's just like a bit of, meh, you know, a bit tired, bit, mm, usually that's just energy you've picked up. If it's like a full on trigger and someone, so I had this with someone that was really quite narcissistic, which brings us on to what you were saying, Shani, about mm -hmm. like not everyone in the spirit spiritual community has your best interests at heart mm -hmm. there's a lot of spiritual narcissism which you need to be aware of as well um and yeah I had this with a really narcissistic person where I felt very strongly triggered like my fight flight mode was triggered my heart was racing um I would wake up in the night thinking about things that they'd said um and that was a very strong trigger so yes there were some boundaries I needed to have in place with this person and actually like the narcissistic people and I left my life after doing this work mm. um but it because it was such a strong emotional reaction in me it was showing something in me that I needed to look at and actually that narcissist was a mirror for a part of me that wasn't fully expressed that I'd pushed down a long time ago mm. so I need to do some shadow work around that so yeah there's a difference there between oh I'm feeling a bit bit of energy like coming in I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed I'm getting some thoughts so thoughts can be a great you know are you kind of getting these thoughts and you think I don't normally have these thoughts like that's that's usually a sign that you've taken on mm. some someone else's energy um but if it's like a really strong emotional trigger yes it might not still be your energy 
but it is in your field and it has triggered you so it is something to work through so it is something to take responsibility for yeah um but yeah generally if it's just a mm, versus a ah, full-on trigger um and usually if it's a full-on trigger like it is something that is linked to a part of us yeah um, so that's how I yeah that's how I would say body truth and then yeah is it just a mm, or is it actually a full-on like emotional reaction in my body yeah. would you, what would you say Shani? yeah no I totally agree with you and I think the body truth is probably the thing that most women find the hardest to discern because for so long women have been told to suppress those emotions and those feelings and have been fully disconnected from their intuition and you know um in all sorts of different areas of the feminine realms where that whether it's you know medical professionals that think they know better than the trust in our own bodies whether it's through childbirth where you end up outsourcing yourself to the man in the white coat because you're in fear or they instill the fear in you so you you ignore your intuition whether it's in the relationship that you know you need to get out of um you know I mentioned it in my first podcast episode in my own awakening story my whole body was screaming at me not to move in with my abusive ex-partner but I did it because I just thought that's what I should be doing and everybody else around me was moving in with each other and getting married I was 23 22 <laughs> I was 22 I didn't need to move in with him my whole body was saying don't do it but I ignored it because I thought that's what society expected of me and I had too much shame around admitting what was actually happening in the relationship that I ignored that even though like you I had the palpitations and the stomach sickness and the contraction and the tense the tenseness and you know, I think so many women are taught to ignore that and suppress that. And that's been something that's been happening over lifetimes. And so body truth um, is one of the most important things that we can tune into, but not everybody knows how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really good that you explained, you know, the expansion versus the contraction. I definitely agree with that. You, you do know in yourself, you know, and it's just that we've been taught to doubt ourselves so much. And the things that other people have said to us, our parents, the te our teachers, authorities, if you're listening to governments or the systems or the news or whatever it is, you know in your body what's right for you. And yet I think many women do struggle to actually tune into their intuition and their discernment. So I think that's a really good point. And then with the triggers as well, um, yeah, I think triggers are always there to to mirror to us something in us that needs to be addressed, whether it's the shadow aspect of ourselves or an unhealed part of ourselves or something that still we're living in our wounding that we need to um, to transmute and work through and alchemize. Yeah, definitely those people are placed in our life to show us that. And until we actually move through that, they will just keep appearing in our lives in different forms. And um, whether it's the narcissistic spiritual dude or, or, or woman, um, whether it's a um, someone in authority, whether it's a boss at work or a partner or whoever it is, a friend, um, that same situation will just keep coming back in different forms, in different guises until we, until we are able to move through that shadow. So I think that was a good way of putting it. And, you know, I don't want to scare our listeners who might be at the very beginning of their awakening journey, but for sure that there are dark forces and elements at play out there um and so how would you 
how would you suggest that if somebody is going through their awakening and thinks they're going crazy, because this is something that, you know, at the beginning of your awakening, you often feel you get excited and then you start to feel like, oh my goodness, my world is crumbling apart. I'm going crazy. Am I experiencing psychosis? What is going on? Do I need to be institutionalized? I mean, maybe it's not that extreme, but I do think a lot of people experience at least thoughts of that. Um, what we like, you know, what we we know as the dark night of the soul when you really, really enter the underworld and literally it's like a, the biggest ego death you've ever had. In that state, how can you protect yourself from darker forces or entities or spirits or other life forms that might try and come in to challenge you or sabotage your journey mm, great question and the answer isn't let's wave around some sage by the way <laughs> yeah it's not just about burning some sage that yeah. might help initially but it's deeper than that right yeah um yeah so what I would say and this is based on like my own lessons um is always make sure you are connected to source so if you, yeah, if you call in source, if you imagine, I mean, I even do this like visually imagine that there is like, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that where you're like, you're in, you're connected to the field. Like I almost imagine like this light coming down. I set that intention that that light is source. It could be like a waterfall or just like a light beam. And then I step into it and I'm aligned into source. So whatever you do, like making sure that you are connected to source and that you are really really grounded um this is like firstly to, to share like this is where I failed because mm-hmm. I went in um and I connected to like different teachers and things and um and it was for some of those some of that journey it was like hey let's just see what what what's gonna come in like I've even had a like not to like name and shame anyone because I won't but just you know I've even had like a teacher say anything present today that wants to come in and help with this healing um, like without setting a boundary or without connecting to source mm. so I've had to unpick and undo a lot of that journey with my quantum healing kit um, because I was you know I was calling in everything because I yeah. just didn't know like I didn't know about the dark and it's not something to be scared of or worried about but as long as so firstly yeah firstly connecting to source only like if anyone um tells you to connect to like other beings and things like Mm. there was a time on this planet where that was useful um I would say for now and especially early on in your in your journey like don't be calling in all and sundry um I mean you wouldn't invite everyone else and you wouldn't invite random people off the street into (laughs) your house would you no that's what it's like isn't it yeah let's have a come in come in yeah come with my fine china (laughs) yeah like you discern who walks into your actual physical space you discern you know who do I let into my house do I trust this person you know do I want them you know having a cup of tea in my space and Mm -hmm. sharing energy with me and sharing food with me and whatever it is and so we could probably use that as a really clear analogy, actually. Of yeah, great. Would you let this person into your house? Or your body is your temple. It is your house. It is your sacred space. Your energy, your time, and your essence is sacred and belongs to you. And you get to choose who you let in and out of that space. Um, 
you know, the same way that you say to someone, well, I want you to take your shoes off when you come in my house because I want to make sure it's clean. Like I want you to be a clean energy coming into my house. I don't want you bringing in your dirty Mm -hmm. laundry and your dirty baggage and your darkness into my space. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, And so I think that's a good question to kind of ask yourself, like, would I let them in my house? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to let them in my energy field. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot of, it's no one like, I think there's a lot of misinformation Mm. about like, and I don't want to name any of these like beings, but just, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about beings and I'll call on this person for protection, call on this person, call on this person. Mm. And actually what you're doing is you're giving your energy away as you're doing that. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you just call on source and, or God, you know, if it's, it might be God for you, like that one creator of all call on source, call on God, you're pretty safe with that. And then the other thing I want to say is grounding. So I had a client mm. the other day and I have given her a task of going out into nature for an hour every day. Mm. And for some people, that's a lot. For some people mm. that might be, you know, might be easy. Even if that's going and just sitting on the grass in your garden, mm. um, like grounding, I've got my feet on my grounding mat at the moment, like grounding mat, if you can't get out, if you're doing a lot of desk work, um, get yourself a grounding mat you plug it into the mains it's like what an electrician uses mm. <laughs> and it it starts to you know to ground you for, you know for anyone listening that's a great you know great starting point um you need a lot of time in nature to because yeah. all that light is coming through you as well and it needs to go somewhere yeah so before you even think about like what am I connecting to what's coming in what's everyone else's energy like you need to ground your energy as a starting point and that will help then protect you as well um they would be like the two beginner things I would say like make yeah. sure you're not connecting to random beings yeah just connected to like source or god and yeah. that you are yeah that you, you're grounded so grounding that nature they'd be like the two simple things I would I would start with what would you say Shani? yeah no I totally agree with you I think you know we unless you live in the countryside a lot of people do live busy lives in a city in a house Mm -hmm. in an isolated space and um we know that nature is just so important for absorbing you know the the mother she'll just take it she'll hold it she'll she'll take your your energy she'll take your pain your anger you can go into the woods and scream it out and Mm -hmm. shout it out and the trees will take it the you know the ground will take it the feminine will be able to hold that because she is chaotic and and wild Mm -hmm. and vast herself and yeah, calling upon direct source, whatever that is for you, whether it's you call it source, God, the universe. Mm. I'm a bit dubious about universe because I think that encompasses. That could be a little bit too. Let's yeah, I, I party again, couldn't it? Yeah, I think it personally encompasses <laughs> yeah. a lot of other things that I might not want to call in. So yeah, yeah keeping it as clear and pure as possible, um, as you said, and then grounding and actually, you know, the connection between the heavens and the earth, and you are in between. So you are that connection in between the two, and knowing that you you have that um sovereignty in that space i think is really really important um i'm going to be releasing soon um a beginner's journey for awakening women those at the beginning of their journey and i think these are the sorts of things that i remember at the beginning of my journey were just i didn't if i didn't have people around me who could support me through this and and explain to me and even then you know i i went to a channeling course and the lady was channeling all sorts of things that I thought was okay at the time. And looking back on it, I don't think half of her guides or channels were safe to me, maybe to her, but not to me. Um, but at the beginning, I didn't know any different. And and I did trust her and I do, do trust her still, but yeah. as a human, 
Um, yes. Just whether she was channeling the right um, beings for me, I don't think so. Yeah. Now I know that at the time I didn't. Yeah. And so I just think it's always kind of at the beginning of your journey. Like you said, it's that, oh, I want this and I want to try that and I want to do this and I want to do that. And we do all the things and actually like stripping it back and just focusing on the clearing initially and and know that you don't have to try it all and know that, you know, at the beginning of your journey, <clears throat> you might find one thing that works really well for a period of time and that takes you to the next level. And then you're like, oh, now I think I need to try this. You know, for me, it was breath work. Mm-hmm. That's what helped me because I was frozen and I needed something to help me move my body, like the energy that was stagnant and stuck in my body. I needed that and it helped. And then I was able to listen to my emotions and then all my rage and my fear and all of that came up. And then I had to work through that. And so it was just like, you know, and then I, at the same time, I was seeing a spiritual coach that was helping me kind of on a more grounded, practical level in terms of moving forward in my life. And that helped me to make my decisions. And, you know, so I think you find the people at the time that serve you and they may not be there forever and that's okay. And then you find different people on your path I hadn't even heard of shamanism for example I didn't even know what that was at the time you know I didn't know what quantum healing was I didn't know about false light at the time there was so much I didn't know and I think at the beginning you don't need to know it all like you just need to keep following the breadcrumbs and the synchronicities and listening to your body truth and following where your heart is taking you and know and trust yourself that that is where you need to go um and that's something that I really want to teach in my in my new journey that I'm going to be putting out to women um, for the awakening woman, the awakening woman who's excited about it all, but literally doesn't know where to turn and feels overwhelmed and confused and doesn't understand where to go next. And I want to create a space where it's safe and really digestible lessons and teachings and experiences that you can walk away thinking, oh, now I know how to tune into my discernment. I'm empowered to do that. I don't need to keep outsourcing myself all the time. And that's kind of what I wish someone had done for me at the beginning of my journey, which is why I want to create this for for women. Because had I had that at the beginning, at the very beginning, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have felt like I was going so crazy. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I think that's so important. And um, yeah, I think you're, I think doing this, like holding space women in this journey is just, yeah, it's incredible. And and the discernment that you bring to that, Shani, is just going to be amazing. Yeah, And that's like something else popped in my head around that, actually. Like, don't be afraid to question your mm. coaches, mentors, teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had people come to me. Um, I've trained in some different energy modalities in the past and have experienced have had to go through lessons with that and about certain teachers and healers and actually if your teacher healer guide mentor has not healed their trauma then you can pick that energy up from them so I always say to people like I I don't I would not be offended if someone said to me do you do your own trauma work do you Mm. do your own healing work do you do your own shadow work my expectation of anyone working with energy is that they've done their energy work that they've Absolutely. sort of done their shadow work and it was even a conversation that we had Shani so when yeah. when I reached out to Shani about trying breath work I said can I just check with you Shani like do you only work with source it was obvious I already knew that you you did shadow work like we already yeah. had that conversation but I'm very discerning like I yeah. only work with like and I, and I would you know I would encourage people to ask me those questions if they weren't sure so just be like for anyone listening or watching like do, don't be afraid to ask Absolutely. like do you do your own healing work because I've heard that that can you know part you can pass your traumas on to me yeah. um 
because that is not like that is completely light washed over and that is something that I feel we need to talk about so um yeah be discerning about who you work with absolutely agree with them yeah, absolutely. I did an Instagram post, like, how to, how do you know if you can trust your healer? And like, one of the things I wrote was, yeah, ask some questions. Like, if you don't even feel comfortable to ask them the questions, mm-hmm. then your body truth is going, no. Like, if you no. feel scared of them, or you think that they're like the guru and they know it all, mm-hmm. like, we're all humans. Like, we all experience human experiences. We're all fallible. Like, don't put anybody on a pedestal, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, yeah, you can say, or oh, has my healer been healed? And But we're all still healing. So mm-hmm. I'm really honest with my clients. You know, I'll say like, well, I can take you there because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Not just that I'm trained in X, Y, and Z, but I've been there. I have lived the experience, but I still have this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still going through that myself, but it's just that I'm ahead of you a few years down the line of where you might be now. But I was you at one point and I had to go to someone to help me at that point. And so it's, you know, I don't think we can expect our healers to be fully healed because we're humans right. living a human experience in a very, very chaotic and crazy world. But I do think you're absolutely right about being able to ask the questions. And if you don't even like their communication style, like if you don't feel like they, if they dismiss you or they just brush you off or you don't feel heard by them, then, you know, maybe they're not the person to be working with because you do when you're doing this kind of work with a healer, like you want to feel safe in the space that has got to be your number one priority in your top like value of what you're looking for in a healer. For me, it's like, do I feel safe? And I'm like you, I'm very discerning and I don't actually work with a lot of people these days because I don't, um, I'm quite quick to sniff out the false light and the, the very um, surface level healing. I just can't go for, I need very deep holding um and that's also how I like to hold my clients I like to hold them very deeply I don't like to scratch the surface that's not what we're here to do and so it depends what you're looking for if you're looking for surface scratching um maybe don't come to us don't come to us (laughs) (laughs) and and you know and that's okay if that is all you're Mm -hmm. able to to go with at the beginning then then find the person that can do that for you but if you're looking for a depth and you're looking to Mm -hmm. be deeply held in a safe space then again like you said, ask those questions. I think it's really important. We're just going to wrap up now. I'm so grateful that you came um, on the show to talk today. I always ask my guests uh, one question, and that is, what does being a liberated woman mean to you? Amazing question. For me, it is about being connected to our bodies, which we talked a bit about today, being connected to our bodies, being able to discern our truth, and then take action based on that truth. So it's like connected to the divine, discern our truth and go take the action to live our best, most expressed lives. Love it. Yes, most expressed <laughs> lives. I love that. Amazing. Thank you, Gemma. Um, I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes. So if listeners are interested in any of the work you do, they can find you there and you can con- contact Gemma and keep an eye out for my new new journey, Awaken. It's going to be a four-week online journey for the awakening woman who is looking for a safe space to come and learn how to discern, how to um feel really safe in the beginning stages of their awakening and i'll be posting more about that soon thank you so much Gemma, for coming on the show amazing thank you for having me and i'm excited for your course and everyone that joins you're welcome lovely to see you lovely to see you bye bye thank you so much for listening to another episode of the liberated woman podcast 
I hope this episode has landed in your heart and activated and awakened you in some way. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and leave a review. This really helps more awakening women on their spiritual path to reach out and gives them a safe space to drop in and feel connected and empowered. I'd love to connect with you over on my IG at underscore Shanibella and in my Facebook group, The Divine School of Feminine Awakening. Until then, have a magical day.